On today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, we have our beer ratings for last Sunday's Money in the Bank pay-per-view. We're going to recap that whole thing, plus the week in wrestling that followed. Plus, we also have uh, the continuation of the retro beer ratings journey that we are on. Uh, We have our first Royal Rumble retro beer ratings. Actually, the first Rumble that we're doing beer ratings for, period. And uh, also, like we said last week, the first pay-per-view of 1998. We're in a new year. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. And on Untapped, you can follow me at Dylan Free. You can follow Joe at Joe Kalinowski. It's with a K. With a K. Yeah. You spelled Joe with a K? Yeah, Co. No. No. Joe, are you ready to go? Uh, yeah. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 16 of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I am joined by Joe. Hey guys. Hello. And we're uh, there's uh, there's Raven as well. We're we're recording on a Saturday this week because I'm still on leave. I'm back in Charleston. I go back to work Monday night. Uh, starting starting the mid shift. Get to work two days. That's Pretty sweet, pretty sweet time. I get to transition my sleep schedule for that for just those two days. But yeah, it's not even worth transitioning at that point. It's kind of sucks. Yeah, to, uh, the next two days transitioning, and then those two days of work are gonna suck ass. But you know what? I had a great time on vacation, so it doesn't really matter. I said I was gonna chill by the lake. That I was gonna get drunk every day, every waking hour. Uh, that. I said I was only going to drink alcohol and coffee. That was mostly true. I did get pretty hungover once or twice, so I drank some water there. And also had a bottle of Gatorade this morning because of the week-long hangover that just took over my body this morning when we started to drive back. And said I was also going to tan my fat belly. That didn't work out very well. Is it a little more red than tan? Uh, it was, at least. It's... I think it's it's mostly gone now, it, but mine doesn't really turn into that great of a tan. I just get really fucking red, and then I turn back to just pale white. I almost said pale ass white. Ass white. Yeah. That's pretty white. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a, almost a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. But yeah. Had a great time. It was... Uh, I can't even remember like the last time I went on like a legit vacation like to somewhere that... It's like even like out of state, you know, like a lot of times I take leave when I'm in the Navy just to go home and see family and I get like a week, maybe two weeks a year at home. And it's not really a vacation because you have to go see like your entire family. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of a, something I've decided I'm not going to do anymore. I'm not going to take leave just to just to go home. I'm going to go other places because it's just a lot of fucking work. 
just because you go home and you know you just put all that effort into getting there and then people expect you to put more effort into seeing them and they don't make the effort themselves and it's it's it's, super annoying annoying, super annoying yeah yeah you you would really think it's like hey this guy's like hey i'm home once a year you think you think you can make some time to come see me it's like hey i'll be i'll be here you know come see me yeah fuck off yeah so I've, i've decided to stop putting that much effort in uh like if i say i'm going to be at a place and you want to be there too that's great show up but yeah (laughs) <laughs> I will obviously do it for like family, like close family, but like yeah. friends, I like this time around, I did not, I mean, I saw my friends because they made time for me this time around, but like there's been times where like I've had like distant family or like even my close family be like, Hey, this distant family member really wants to see you. And it's like, okay, did you tell them I'm only home for six days? Like, yeah. <laughs> like what the this fuck? Is- <laughs> Yeah, it ends up being a lot of scheduling, and it just gets annoying. So yeah, so yeah. Uh, other than other than some sunburn, I walked away with a couple injuries uh, from vacation. Obviously, a headache. Uh, I got the shit scratched out of my knee by uh, Leslie's parents' dog. That was mostly just due to me trying to roughhouse with him, and then yeah, he just got me on the kneecap real good, and then I <laughs> cut my hand open. Uh, for the, that we, they rented that pontoon boat I was talking about for two days. We rented it for Tuesday, Wednesday and Leslie's dad was, uh, docking it this time around and he decides to come into the dock at like a 45 degree angle instead of straight on there. I mean, there may have been some drinking involved. I'm not going to confirm or deny whether or not there was. But he, yeah, he probably, just, probably not, though. He decides to come in at a 45-degree angle, and I try to grab the post to, like, pull the boat toward the dock, and it was just too much, and I pulled myself off the boat, uh, cut my hand on the dock, and f- just fell in the lake. <laughs> it was just... It, it was miserable. Even had my shirt on. My shirt got all wet. <laughs> it was... Did you get to... Did you get to throw Honey in the lake? Um, Did not throw him. I, I did gently put him in the lake. Uh... He did some swimming. He's not a good swimmer. Yeah. And like but every, he had a life vest, so he had a life vest, yeah. Every <laughs> every time he would get in the water, like we would put him in the water. So like we went to like a sandbar. We'd put him in the water about ten feet away from the boat, and he would immediately try to swim back to the boat. But he would try to swim like not to where we brought him off the boat. So there was obvious there was like a front, a back, like a swing door, and then there was a side swing door. Uh, so we would open up the side swing door and I'd pick him up, take him off the boat. He would not have been able to get back on the boat regardless by, by himself without me picking him up. But like every time, like this is how dumb he is. He went to go try and get back on the boat at like a completely different spot instead of swimming back to the side door and like looking at me and being like, pick me back up, bitch. (laughs) He would go back. He would go like back by the prop and try to like climb the motor. And just, I just like freaked out. And I was like, holy shit, he's going to kill himself trying to get up there. You you really shouldn't uh, let Honey talk to you like that. I can't believe he called you a bitch. It was you know it was just kind of the look he gave me. Yeah, I could just tell. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I'm finishing up my two weeks of basically free leave because I I went to this school and I didn't spend a lot of time at school. So <laughs> did you stay past ten thirty at all in the last two weeks? Yeah. Um, there were three days this week where it turned more into like one and a half day where we had to stay a little later gross but the, yeah that was 
my vacation and your your school week and obviously watched a lot of wrestling while I was on vacation. Not as much so as I could wrestling. have. Not as much as I could or should have, but I we talked a little bit before we started recording. I did I barely watched any NXT. I think you said that you missed out on a decent bit of Raw. So, you know, sometimes we have those weeks. Yeah. I mean, we and, could just, and Raw, we could just Raw's m- the easiest to like not to, to not watch all of because it's three hours and if you get behind and then it's, it's Tuesday. Yeah, well it's not it's not great, but then you get behind and you're like, Oh, I'll just finish watching it on Tuesday, but now Tuesday you have to watch NXT and Wednesday is AEW and then sometimes you'll get a break to try and catch up on Thursday. But not, it's just easy to Not if there's a retro miss. not if there's a retro review to do, that's when I do them on Thursdays. That's that's true. Yeah. So pretty much every day is wrestling. Yeah, Monday through Friday I'm booked. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's like a second job, but it's fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially because we get to get so fucking drunk. Yeah. Um, it, and I don't get to do that at work anymore. Like wh- actual work. What? 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 <laughs> oh, actual work. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about last last Friday. So like I said, we're recording on Saturday. So we have watched this week's SmackDown on like normal. And we'll go over last week's SmackDown before... We get into the Money in the Bank beer ratings, then we'll do those. We'll do the weekly recap, and then we'll close out with the retro ratings for the Royal Rumble and some listener questions. Uh, So yeah, let's get into SmackDown last week then. Obviously, SmackDown last week was the return of fans, and we also got a couple other returns too, which were very exciting. I I was pretty toasted by the time that Finn Balor came out. Yeah, and I just I just remember being on the couch and like cheering to nobody, just like big, big like you know you know those videos that that you see of like the six year old kids that get really excited when people like John Cena show up or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that was me with Finn Balor. I um, I was very happy. I did that on Sunday for the the obvious one, even though I, you, if you remember in the in the group chat, I was like, here comes so and so. Yeah. Even like and like Leslie and her parents are all asleep and it's Sunday at like 11 quarter quarter after 11 and I just I'm on the couch and I just pop hard out of the seat. That was a weird yeah. way to say that. I popped for it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was exciting. <laughs> uh yeah, it was definitely exciting. <laughs> uh but yeah, so so starting off last sma- last week's Smackdown, we we had the return of fans. Uh, then we had a six-man tag team match between Reigns and the Usos versus Edge and the Mysterios, and I'm pretty sure at the end of that match, Edge held up the title. Like um, an idiot. yeah, I, I, like I said, I didn't watch. Oh no, I said I didn't. Wa- I also didn't watch this because okay, I, this yes. was this was the night last. This was my night before we went on vacation last week, and I just went out and got fucked up. Yeah, so so we we had already made the predictions, but this would have just solidified. My prediction of, of Roman Reigns is Edge held up the Universal Championship because he was going to be competing for the Universal Championship. And then later in the night, they had like a, a preview for Money in the Bank, and Seth Rollins held up, he climbed the ladder and held up the briefcase. Uh, yeah. So, so both those guys pretty much made it impossible for them to win on Sunday. Uh, and, you know, it, w- more realistically, and we'll get into it later, uh, but if Reigns, you- sorry, not Reigns, go ahead. I was gonna say, if you believe that, there was someone who won on last week's Monday Night Raw, who won their match at Money in the Bank. So, well, I I guess it's not a hundred percent then. It's not, but it really like, it's it's a pretty good indicator. Yeah, 
All right. Uh, yeah. So wasn't this? This came after Vince McMahon came out and like, right? Yeah. That that opened the show. Yeah. Uh, so he the, he his music hits obvious the the first crowd pop for fans being back, um, and he's like, "Where the hell have you been?" Yeah. And then he walks right off the stage. Yeah. So I was I was drinking for this. So then I I was like, "Oh, all right, sweet." I'm drinking for the return of fans, and then Vince McMahon's music hits, and I'm like, "Fuck, I have to, I have to drink for Vince McMahon too now," and I did, and I also got very drunk during this episode of SmackDown because then we had, as we already talked about, the return of Finn Balor, uh, and a six-man tag match. So if, if you're if you were drinking for just this episode of SmackDown, you were like you were begging to to get a little bit toasty. Oh, for sure. Um, so yeah, right after that match um, was. Finn coming back, and then yeah. it looks like it's going to be like him and Sami Zayn, right? Well, they already had that match last night. Did they? Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll get we'll get into that. But they had a match last night, and Finn's already moving on from that. Jeez. Well, yeah. I'll be asking a lot of questions here because obviously <laughs> all the wrestling I watched this week, I was heavily intoxicated for before I st- even started the shows. Yeah. <laughs> we we would start drinking it. Sometimes as early as 8 a.m. Usually, um, <laughs> usually I had a Bloody Mary or a mimosa in hand by 9, 9.30. Hey, you got to be careful, dude. CJ listens to this uh, when he drives into work. He might fall asleep hearing how chill you are. What? <laughs> Nothing. He'll understand. That's a good reference for him. That's, that's a direct reference for CJ. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that, uh, we had a SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, Bianca Belair retained. We had got that match because Bailey of Bailey's injury, and then we had the fatal four-way of the the SmackDown Money in the Bank contenders, which uh, Seth Rollins won, and that's when he held up that briefcase. And that's that's pretty much it for for last week's SmackDown, uh, which should get us into Money in the Bank, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. I'm good not talking about it because like obviously a lot of stuff that we would talk about on SmackDown, it's like. It leads into spoilers for Money in the Bank, so we might as well just get into that. Yeah, let's 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 roll. So uh. let's let's go ahead and recap real quick. Uh, so there was um, a lot of matches that at least I predicted incorrectly, and I think the only ones that I actually predicted correctly were Reigns and Edge and Lashley and Kofi. So I did yeah. I did terribly, uh, and. Dewey was the only person who picked Charlotte to win. Yeah, and that, that kind of set him apart right away. Yep. So Dewey Dewey retained. I think he tied with Bree, right? Yeah. Dewey tied with Bree, but champions advantage. Dewey wins and and retains the DDT championship. So we'll have to wait until probably unless unless we do like a combined uh takeover in SummerSlam, which if they're like back to back nights we'll probably do. Yeah, oddly enough, uh, SummerSlam is on Saturday, and I think NXT is on that Sunday. So what? Yeah, they've already announced that that NXT takeover. Whoa! So it's gonna follow SummerSlam? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm looking it up right now. SummerSlam 2021. I do remember us talking about how SummerSlam is on a Saturday. Uh, yep. So it's on. Uh, NXT Takeover 36 is on August 22nd, and oh, yeah. SummerSlam's on the 21st. I gotta make sure I have that weekend off. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a big one. So, yeah, we'll definitely combine our, our prediction contest for those two. Oh, and I can't wait to talk about Tuesday. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> oh boy. All right, so Money in the Bank. Yeah, I was pretty busy drinking all week, so I didn't tally. Oh, I mean, I have I have all of the like how many beers each match is, but I don't have the total. I'll get it by the end though. Okay. The first match we had was the, on the pre-show. We had the Usos versus the Mysterios. <laughs> so, I actually no, I forgot. I got this one right too, but I had the Usos. I think you also had the Usos, right? Yeah. Uh the Usos ended up winning. There was a spot though where um I don't remember which one it was. I think it was Jimmy. He cuz Jay was on the outside and then he hits like a super kick and then a splash on I want to say Dominic. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, this is it. Game over. I'm first match out the door. I win." And Dominic kicks out and I was like, "Well, fuck, the Mysterios are going to win." Yeah. <laughs> but then the yeah, so they they pretty much had the advantage for a lot of the of the match, and then the Usos end up winning by cheating. Um, I mean, I think I, I think it was Jimmy. No, J J uh, J pinned Ray with Jimmy holding his feet on on the ropes. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, they won by cheating. If you remember our prediction contest last week, Dylan and I each had a an Uso for who not on the card, and we knew we were gonna have to pick because we had a feeling this match was gonna get added. Uh, so yeah, so we, we originally picked Jay and Jimmy Uso. I forget who picked which one, but, um, you then picked, they you picked Jay. I had Jimmy. Yeah. So we had to change that. Uh, so our prediction, my prediction changed to MVP cause he wasn't on the card at that point. And then he got added to the card. So I think I went with sad man, Baron. Yeah. Baron Corbin. And he actually didn't end up showing up. Yeah. And I had the Miz and he did show up. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still, uh, yeah. I still fucking lost though. So how many beers did that get? Um, 1.75 beers here. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was a great match. We, the crowd was electric uh, for, uh, for, like, obviously, first the first pay-per-view match back, you know. Then we had the women's Money in the Bank match. And I th- not one of us got this right. No one got this right. Which is, well, this is what I was talking about. is the Fatal 4-Way the Monday before. Nikki Ash won that. So, she won it, but did she hold up the briefcase? Uh, I don't think she did. Yeah, so so that's that's generally good booking, uh, or not great, not good booking necessarily. But how the fifty fifty booking we see is if that person hold like wins the match in the go home show, then they're going to, uh, they're not going to win the actual night of. Uh, Nikki Cross, Nikki Ash did end up picking up the win on that on that Monday and. She also won the Money in the Bank contract. Yeah. So so apparently, like, Vince, like, sh- she came up with this new character and presented it to Vince, and Vince loved it. So this was, like, a reward for coming up with good good character work, or, or at least good character work in Vince's opinion. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of it, and obviously we have to talk about Monday Night Raw with the aftermath of all of this, but there was a point, like, uh, I think, like, a month or two ago, right, when she picked up the... Not necessarily wins, but lasted two minutes in the ring against Charlotte and Rhea in two separate yeah. matches. And yeah. I was like, oh, I mean, and and at that point, I think we knew she was going to be in the Money in the Bank match. But and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure even at the time, I was like, oh, if they're setting this up, like, give her the briefcase. And then she came up, comes up with this almost a superhero thing. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And just because of like how it kind of fell flat in my eyes, I was like, there's no way that she's winning this match. And then you put on this, in my opinion, very underwhelming Money in the Bank ladder match. I didn't think yeah. it was great. It was definitely the second best of the night, though. 
second best ladder match of the night. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so yeah, I think we actually predicted it a month, two months ago that that Nikki Cross was going to be Miss Money in the Bank, and then she, like, like you said, she had this character shift, and we didn't really like it, and I guess other people did like it. So I changed my, my vote against her, and I guess I shouldn't have. Yeah. The crowd, um, the crowd really wanted, like, either Alexa or Liv or Naomi to win. And yeah. It just didn't yeah. happen. There was That's a couple, fine. there was a couple, like... I've just started looking. I've just started paying attention for quotes now, and ones that make me laugh. Uh, Michael Cole, uh, no one is meaner than Tamina. I heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this got one point seven five beers, and then the only other stuff that I thought was cool was like the Alexa stuff. Like during all the entrances, she's just like standing there on the ropes, like all stoic and stuff, just so like not not moving. And then also the spot where she uses her quote-unquote powers to bring Zelina down the ladder oh yeah yeah I remember that uh yeah she climbed down the ladder which made Zelina climb down the ladder right yeah I definitely remember that um other than that it was just a pretty standard issue multi-woman match that also included a briefcase and a ladder there were some all right spots but all in all I feel like this this match wasn't very well planned out when you put the two SmackDown women's champs, or SmackDown, ta- or sorry, the, just the WWE tag team champs in there, and, you know, all the other stuff, it feels like this match was just thrown together, and they just didn't plan it long term, so. Yeah, almost like they figured out who was going to win, like, less than a month ago when someone made a character change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like normally you would want to know who your money, Mr. and Miss Money in the Bank are going to be, like, well in advance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's all I have for that match. It was it wasn't great. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was definitely not the highlight of the show. Yeah. Um, Speaking of not being the highlight of the show, well, hold on. There was there was <laughs> one legit awesome highlight in this next match: AJ Styles and Omos defending the Raw Tag Team Championships against the Viking Raiders. Uh, it was. I thought this was really good for like just like a normal tag team match on a paper. Like I thought it was pay-per-view worthy. It was a good match. Omos is fucking strong as shit. And the spot where he threw AJ over the ropes and AJ landed on Ivar, I think, and then did the hurricane Rana. Yeah. Was amazing. Yeah. Now there was, there were definitely good moments in this, in this match. I mean, obviously you have the Viking Raiders who, I don't think really ever disappoint in the in the ring. That they, they did have that disappointing storyline with uh, street with profits. The street profits, where they were just doing like I don't know, stupid Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games stuff. Uh, hey, that's a good game. That is a good game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when when it actually comes to being in the ring, the Viking Raiders don't disappoint. And obviously, AJ Styles is one of the best uh, best wrestlers of this generation. So yeah, one of the things uh, I'll always get excited for is when Ivar does a cartwheel. To yeah. dodge something. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It just gives you hope that you could do a cartwheel one day. Exactly. Because I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I mean, I think he's, I think I'm, I might be like an inch or two taller than him. And I think he weighs more than me. So, yeah. But yeah. He, he has a, he has longer hair, more bald spots and a longer beard. So I need to, I need to fix that. Yeah. You should, you should get more bald. I'm working on the beard right now. Yeah. Until I have to shave it in two days. Yeah. <laughs> Or just don't. What are they going to do? 
if, um, just tell you tell you to shave it they're just gonna tell me to shave it yeah yeah <laughs> but for that one day yeah it'll just glorious. be annoying everyone will be looking at me like what the fuck is wrong with you dude yeah <laughs> yeah so that this this match was good had had some good spots uh got wait we missed how many beers missed money in the bank no okay. i said 1.75 oh so both both the first two matches got 1.75 yeah okay then this one was i got two two all right cool <laughs> i wonder i wonder if i even have notes for this because i just i just i stopped being able to take notes early in this i will period. say it's so much harder to to keep tallies on how many beers you're drinking when you're actually drinking them versus using the tally system yeah it's 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 incredible because hard. sometimes you'll start a match and you'll be um three quarters of the way done with a beer and then by the time the match is over you've finished that one finished another one and then you're like halfway done with another one and you're like i because and then like all your empties are stacked next to each other and i'm like i don't remember what the fuck yeah. just happened because <laughs> then you're yeah. in the moment you're also hammered yeah absolutely <laughs> it's very hard and and you're better at it than me so yeah thank you <laughs> uh yeah so then this match got two yeah two beers all right cool uh, and then we had Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston in the most disappointing Kofi Kingston match since Brock Lesnar. Friday Night SmackDown started. Yeah, it was pretty disappointing. Uh, but I think this, I think it's, so there's a lot of people that are upset about it. Yeah. It's, it was disappointing as a fan of Kofi Kingston. However, it's kind of the right move to set up. Bobby Lashley, the ultimate badass. Because yeah. everyone knows Kofi is a legitimate contender. And if Bobby Lashley can put him down that fast and be that dominant throughout the entirety <coughs> of the match with someone like Kofi Kingston, then you know he's a badass. Yeah. But as a fan of Kofi, it was it was disappointing. Super disappointing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was... Uh, I wish they would stop doing that to Kofi. He deserves... Like to put on a twenty minute, twenty minute match, that, yeah, I don't know. That's all I got to say about that. He deserves to put on a good twenty minute match. If he ends up taking the pin in the end because you want to continue this title picture thing, that's fine. But, well, that was the thing. Like it was so surprising to me. Like the whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh shit, man, this Kofi Kingston comeback is going to be epic, or excuse me, epic. And it just. Lashley just kept hitting him with big moves and big moves. And the whole time I'm like, wow, like this is insane. Like, how is he going to come back from this? And then all of a sudden it was over. And I was like, oh, he's not going to come back from this. This thing is over. Yeah, it was it was over really quickly. Uh, and now I don't know what they're going to do with Kofi Kingston again. Do they like do they put him back in the tag team picture? Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean that's that's an easy choice because the New Day is the most dominant tag team that's ever been on WWE, probably. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know if dominance the right word. Most winning, possibly. I mean, I think that yeah, as far as championships go, yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's an easy choice. Uh, interesting thought is what they could do is, you know, the draft is coming up a little later than we expected now. But, geez, I can't think today. I told you I'm really hungover. Yeah, so interesting thought is is now that Big E is Mr. Money in the Bank and he's obviously an established single star, they could bring the New Day back together through the yeah. draft. 
and they do a Bloodline versus New Day feud kind of thing. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But like we've seen New Day and the Uso so many times. Not to say that I wouldn't want to see it, because I most certainly would. Um, I mean, they've deli- they delivered one one of the best, one of my favorite Hell in a Cell matches. It's my favorite of all time. Yeah, it's it was so good. Yeah, it was super good. I think nice. I think I'm a little biased because I think there's a lot of people who don't think it's the best of all time. I just think it was just like the 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 amount of ingenuity in the match was. Uh, it was stuff that you had just never seen before inside Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Which I, I loved. And the amount of false finishes was insane. Yeah. We thought, I remember watching it live. We thought the match was going to end five or six separate times. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we watched it out in Hawaii together and it was, it was great. It was really good. Yeah. So anyway, that match probably got like half a beer. It got one beer. One beer. Okay. Um, then we had Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. And we already said, uh, we already kind of talked about it because Dewey was the only person that picked Charlotte Flair to win. Uh, she did win. She becomes the new Raw Women's Champion. And I thought up to this point, this was match of the night. Yeah, it was, it was a good match. It was, it was really, it was really good. Really good. And that's, yeah. and that's coming off of the fact that they started the match with We Want Becky Chance. And like the crowd wanting nothing to do with them, and they still came through that and put on up to that point match of the night. So, did you notice that they took away a couple of Charlotte's title reigns? Not really took away, but aren't counting them towards her total count. I did notice that now she is a like five time SmackDown, five time Raw, one time NXT or whatever. Uh, no, what no, it's said. not. It's not even that. So. She's a two-time NXT champion, and she's a one-time Divas champion. And you know, at, at before this, they were they were saying that she was a thirteen-time champ. And then at at the Money in the Bank pay per view, they said, "Oh, she's a fourteen-time champ now." And then Monday Night Raw comes on, and they're like, "Oh, she's an eleven-time champ." So they're not counting the Divas championship or her two times in NXT. So now she's just she's an I guess an eleven-time champ now, and I think. I have two theories for that. I think that, you know, obviously they want her to beat her dad's record of 16. Yeah. But I think they were they were like, oh, we're probably doing this a little too fast. Oh, or for just, sure. Yeah, they were definitely doing it too fast. Yeah. Because uh, her last two runs have been like one-day title runs. Or maybe not the last two runs, but at least this one. And then when she won at oh, Money in the Bank in 2000. Dude. What's that? Spoilers, dude. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. But yeah, so one day title run here and a one day title, or not even a full one day title run back in 2019 when she got cashed in on. Was that when Alexa? No, not Alexa. That was Bailey. Ba- uh, Bailey. Bailey. Bailey cashed in on Charlotte. So she's got two like one day runs at this point. <laughs> not even one day. <laughs> so like, I hate It's just to I pu- push her numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now she's down to 11. They took away three of her runs. Yeah, it's. It's it's kind of weird, but whatever. I mean, WWE says Flair has 16, but like I think really he has like 23, but they don't recognize a bunch of them. Like I think the yeah. N- I don't think they recognize like the NWA ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. NWA is still around. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, that was a it was a really good match, and then we had the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Let's see. At this point, I was pretty fucked up. 
So my notes start getting, I, I have I start reading my notes and I'm like, I don't remember this at all. I wrote down Rollins and Morrison partnership. They did. There was, yeah, they did. There was a brief little partnership between them. Yeah. They helped each other out. I do remember that. I wrote down that I had hiccups for half the match, which I vividly remember. And I fucking hated it. Hiccups for yeah. half, half the match, Joe. Half the match. Do you know how hard it is to play a drinking game while you have hiccups? Pretty hard. It's hard. Yeah. Then we had uh, Riddle. Riddle still delivering the RKO. Uh, he he hit he hit Seth Rollins with an RKO. He hit one off the ladder too, right? Yeah. So the thing about that is, or something I read today was that Randy Orton is currently on the disabled slash inactive list. So we might not see Randy Orton for a while. Yeah, he's he might- probably like legit hurt. He's either same. hurt or like just got has something going on with like the fam or something. Potentially, yeah. I wrote down Ricochet is ASH actually a superhero? <laughs> yeah, Ricochet looked awesome in this match. He always looks awesome in these ladder matches. I mean, between this uh, Money in the Bank ladder match, the Money in the Bank ladder match that Brock Lesnar won. Do you remember? You remember that bump, dude? Was that the um, shooting star press like off the ropes? No, nah, dude, people? it was, well, maybe, but uh, more speci- the one I'm thinking about uh, was he was climbing the ladder like he was going to get the Money in the Bank briefcase, and Brock Lesnar comes up and throws him off the fucking ladder backwards. And he like, oh, yeah, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, I was, I, that, that's the one I was at. I might even have some videos on my phone I would have to, I would have to see. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that at all. But this one, this one specific, so this one he... Walks the so somebody was going up the ladder. I don't remember who. I want to say Rollins, but he like uh, catwalks across the top rope, jumps from the rope to the ladder. Then whoever else is up there with him throws him off the ladder towards the ropes that go toward the entrance way. He lands on the ropes, uses them as a springboard, and does a swanton to a group of people on the outside, like all in like yeah. one fluid motion. It was insane. Yeah, that's. That's definitely he's he's a highlight real wrestler like actually just, a superhero. Yeah, <laughs> like pretty much any of the matches, especially the ones he's, he's been doing recently. There's there's like so many video highlights that you can take from them. But yeah. that that move specifically was awesome. Um, who who won this match? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, there was one, one more thing because uh, I I finally listened back to last week's episode today uh, on the drive home. And something that you predicted, uh, Kevin Owens bleeding, you said he's probably going to take a, some sort of big big spot, and hopefully that causes him to bleed, despite the fact that he's a shirt guy. He did take the big bump. I just he just didn't bleed. Yeah, that was a, so. I just wanted to give some props to a pretty good portion of a prediction, I guess. Yeah. For predicting he, that Kevin Owens is the one that always does the big spot. Yeah, and then, he, he uh, always does. And then there was also. After immediately after that spot, the return of holy shit chance. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. But um, <laughs> Biggie hits a big ending off the ladder to Seth Rollins, which apparently he had done before. Oh, really? Or no, it wasn't off a ladder. It was just he hit Rollins with a big ending to win the NXT Championship. That's what it was. Wow. Huh. I saw a side that- by I saw a side by side video of both of them happening at the same time. Yeah. All in all, that match got how many beers? Three beers. Three beers. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully what we just said jives well with how we ended because we just took a break because uh, the dogs were barking and I had to get a beer. So yeah, we we were just talking about the end of the match. It was Big E, uh, Big E and Seth Rollins uh, with the big ending. You talked about NXT and Big E, obviously 
is Mr. Money in the Bank now. Yep. Which is awesome. So, so fucking cool. Yeah. And I said last week, if I lost the predictions contest and Big E won, I would not be upset at all. To this to this day, I'm not upset. In the moment, Leslie said I was very upset. <laughs> Who did you have to win? Drew. Oh, you had Drew McIntyre? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot because that was the conversation we had about uh, you said who is definitely not going to win, and I said Drew McIntyre, and then you picked Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Look, man, we also, like, I was pretty drunk last week when we made predictions, so maybe I need to be a little bit more sober when I make my predictions, or at least <laughs> or at least make them before I start shooting the show when I'm sober, so that way I'm, because, like, I made them on the spot last week. Yeah. Which is not normally how I roll, and we saw what happened there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the last match is a Universal Championship match for Edge versus Roman Reigns with a big surprise at the end of it. Uh, yes, um, my first my first note for this beer, or, well, this, uh, this match, uh, ran out of beer right before this match started, so I switched to liquor. <laughs> Ouch. So, yeah. Yeah, so I actually, uh, dozed off during this match, even though it was an awesome match. I had to go back and rewatch it because there was no way I wasn't going to, I was going to totally miss a Roman Reigns and Edge match. But, uh, yeah, there was, there were some pretty cool spots. Uh, there was a ref bump or at least a ref distraction. Now, now I'm trying to remember. I did not. Oh, no, I wrote down Charles Robinson is the goat of ref bumps. Oh, yeah, because he takes that bump and then he, like, limps away or whatever. Yeah. And that's when Roman goes and he breaks the breaks the bar off the underneath of the chair. He tries to put yep. uh, Edge into a crossface. Then Edge puts him through a crossface. And Edge, then it ends up Edge gets the gets the advantage there. He was about to, he was about to pin him. Seth Rollins, I think, kicks him in the face. Uh, yeah, he came up behind and super kicked him in the back of the head. Yeah, he kicks, yeah, which looked fucking brutal. Yeah, well, yeah. When yeah. you saw the replay this week, it was did not look like it felt good. Yeah. So yeah, Seth Rollins uh, kicks Edge in the back of the head, and then uh, I guess a new ref shows up. Then Seth Rollins makes an appearance again while Edge had the advantage, and you know he had to go go back and punch Seth Rollins in the face, which eventually led to Roman Reigns picking up the pin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good so match. We had great we, match. We had a ton of stuff that kind of made its return. During this match, uh, I thought they I thought they did a great job of making this actually feel like a legitimate big fight. Had the big fight feel to it, like like kind of like how I was complaining a couple weeks ago. Like I wish main events had a legit main event feel to them, and I thought they did a good job with this. Um, Michael Cole quote: "Edge invented money in the bank." That's just false. Yeah, that that created a lot of uh, controversy on the internet this week. It was, uh, I'm pretty sure Chris- Jericho also like replied to it or whatever. There yeah, was Jericho of- replied and said that like it was my idea and and like he came up with the briefcase idea. Uh, and then a couple other people, I think Rob Van Dam was one of them, was like, "No, this was my idea." And then no, it was, just a- it was definitely Jericho with I think Edge and Christian. Yeah. So, but uh, it, so yeah, it was like it was kind of like a all of their ideas, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but there was some controversy about that this week because a bunch of people claiming they invented money in the bank. <laughs> and I think I think that finishes out the show, right? Nothing else big happened after Reigns picked up the win? Um, did anyone... Sh- I don't think anyone showed up. I was going to say nobody showed up. I, I didn't see anybody. I couldn't. I mean, line of, <laughs> the absolute line of the night was when he comes out 
Michael Cole Michael Cole is losing his fucking mind and he's like, Oh my god, Cena is here and Pat McAfee's like where? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love Pat McAfee. He's the goat oh, of commentary. It was so funny. And it's so it, it's so early to say that, but I I think it's true. I think they, it holds true. It's- they are quickly becoming one of the my favorite commentary teams of all time. Yeah, and you hate Michael Cole, or I, at least you used to. I'm not a huge fan of him. That just like that's how much I enjoy watching things with Pat McAfee in them. Yeah, <laughs> he's so good. Apparently God. they apparently they took Paul Heyman off of Talking Smack and put McAfee on it. Yeah, I read that too. Uh, I don't watch a lot of Talking Smack. I don't but. either, but I thought that was interesting. Like that's how much they also, I guess, uh, like him. He's just so good at fucking everything, dude. Pat McAfee. Yeah, he's pretty like, good at commentating too. He's he's a great wrestler too. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Thank you, Pat McAfee, for your contribution to the wrestling world. But yeah. Um. So yeah, just to recap, Roman Reigns wins. John Cena comes out. It looks like we're going to get Cena Reigns at SummerSlam. Looks like we're also going to get Edge and Rollins at SummerSlam. We'll yeah. see. Uh, this match got, because of the John Cena return, four beers. Yeah. Did or, you, in, you or, see in, how they're at? or in my case, four... What the fuck was I drinking? I want to say Bloody Marys. Maybe uh, maybe Orange Crushes. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, so th- that was that was obviously a huge return. Great match. Great way to finish the show. Dylan said he he cried like a little girl when John Cena came out. Um, I didn't say that, but I would sure why not? <laughs> I called it. I called that shit right yeah, before he came out. Yeah, you could see that from a mile away in the fog and rain. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, so that now all the advertisements are talking about the the John Cena, however, like fifteen city tour. So oh, I the summer, gonna... the summer of Cena. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that pretty much closes out Money in the Bank. Oh for shit! A total... I didn't. Uh, let's see. Um, count with me: four, seven, eight and a half, nine and a half, eleven and a half, fifteen. Fifteen beers. So probably number four or five or somewhere around there. It's up there, but yeah. Uh, I also don't think I tallied up the total. <laughs> I didn't tally up the total for Royal Rumble '98 either. Don't you just love me? No, I, I'm getting that headache back. <sighs> yeah, you don't look great, bud. Yeah. <laughs> are you, uh, what are you, are you, we didn't even talk about, but um, I did kind of mention before we started about how I'm drinking the Tangelorian again and it doesn't taste like as much like a uh, marinara sauce or Italian food anymore. It actually tastes like tangerine, maybe because it's been sitting in my fridge for so long, but. Yeah, I'm drinking the Rogue Dead Guy again, and after I'm done with those, I got a Bud Heavy, a tall boy. Nice. Yeah, you look miserable yeah i'm pretty bad it's a, it was a pretty bad hangover what did you uh i went to a house party you you what i'm too yeah i'm too old for this shit dude did you uh play some play some flip cup and some some beer pong there pal i played i played rage cage oh and I, yeah that'll i did sh- that'll do yeah. you in and i i did shots for like the first time and i don't fucking know how long did they did they play the way where um, you stack the cups or you slap them? Stack them. Okay. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people play it differently, but it's all pretty much the same concept. Yeah. That's uh that's up there. That's what. Damn. That's that would be a good dra- that would be a good draft drinking games. Yeah, that's true. Number one, the wrestling drinking game. <laughs> I have so many drinking games at this point. <laughs> I have a drinking game to almost everything that I watch on TV. <laughs> it's insane 
Okay. Um, so yeah, Money in the Bank, 15 beers. We're getting off track. Getting back on track, though. Weekly wrestling recap. We're going to start with Monday Night Raw. Joe didn't watch a whole lot of it. Luckily, I did. Even even whilst on vacation, because I love it so much. I watched everything else. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch a whole lot of NXT. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so yeah. Go ahead. John Cena started the show. They just advertised he was going to be there. He kind of uh, talked about like his whole. The whole point of his promo was like who, what, when, where, and why he returned. And um, that he was like the who is like the fans brought me back. And then like the what, when, where is like Roman, the, the Universal Championship, August 21st, SummerSlam. And then the why is Roman Reigns being a dick. Yeah. He, he basically called out Roman Reigns for doing all the things that Cena did during his like reign of terror. Yeah. So it was kind of hypocritical, but I think it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be like you're doing it not as good as I did sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, so uh, so Cena talked about the who, what, where, when, and why. Then Matt Riddle's music hit, and Matt Riddle comes out to the ring, and they do a bro, 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 bro. Thing. Yeah, that was really bro. stupid. It was really dumb. Let's see, other big stuff. There wasn't like a whole lot of like a big stuff on Raw. It, there was, uh, yeah. I mean, we had a Symphony of Destruction match. We had Riddle, Viking Raiders, mm. and... The only, the only other, like, the next major thing that happened, at least in my opinion, is the Lashley Open Challenge. We had the return. Oh, yeah. That was, that was an awesome return. We had the return of Keith Lee. It was for the WWE Championship, so Lashley obviously retained here. And then we got the other return that no one is fucking asking for in Goldberg. Yep. Goldberg is here, and he's next. Yeah, he said uh, he didn't say you're next. He said I'm next. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah. Fuck Goldberg. I'm fucking uh, so sick of him. What did you think about the Karrion Cross debut? Dumb. Yeah. There's no mystique uh, in like I saw a clip of him doing an entrance on like main event like a month ago. He doesn't come out with Scarlet. There's no mystique to his entrance. The music is the same, but like they don't dim the lights. They don't have the smoke. <laughs> yeah. All of all of the good things about Karrion Cross on NXT, uh, they just fucking killed on Raw. Raven really hates how they treated Karrion Cross on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, but we did have the return of uh, no, Jeff Hardy's entrance. No more words. Yep. So maybe maybe that's the, the the Jeff Hardy push we deserve. I think probably not. I think so, but like at the same time, like I think if Cross stays up there for a little bit, like. It, it's, it seems like that'll be his first program, not the Randy Orton one, like we said, like we joked about last week. I don't think this is the last like Hardy Cross match we see, and like it wasn't good, but I just don't know. It's just surprising because Karrion Cross, Karrion Cross has never lost in WWE, and then he debuts on Raw and immediately loses to somebody who's been in a slump for a long time. Yeah, and so um, I don't understand. I don't really understand it. It's, it's, we love it's Jeff just, Hardy. It's just crazy. Yeah, like. And the other thing is, like, I thought that Karrion Cross would be more well-suited for the main roster, but, like, if he's going to go up there without Scarlet, without the mis- the mystique to the entrance, without any of the, the, the flashy shit that he does on his entrance in NXT, uh, he's, he's just going to be on the bottom of the card. 
Yeah, it's the curse of the NXT call-ups, dude. Like, we've seen it way too many times with prior NXT champions. I mean, Bobby Roode, uh, Keith Lee, now Karrion Cross, Finn Balor. Like, they, they've they've fucked up so many. Andrade. Andrade. Like, the... the Fuck, Bo Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sami Zayn. There's so many of them that just don't get treated. Like, the only... Like, the, if you think about it, there's only, like, a few of them that have gone on to win major championships. Yeah, like, like your main Finn, your main title, which is Rollins. And that's the surprising Rollins. things about about Finn Balor is he he won right after his debut. Yeah, at, like but so, only, like then he got injured. <laughs> Rollins and McIntyre, I would say, are the only two, and then like Finn and Kevin Owens, like they're like Finn's obviously only lasted about like a day, and then they ruined Kevin Owens's with Goldberg. Yeah, so, and then Goldberg. since then he hasn't done shit. Yeah, so that that's all I have to say about that. Obviously, we're going to be seeing more of Karrion Cross on Raw. Uh, we will definitely talk more about that once we get to NXT. So, other big, th- obviously, the big thing to talk about here is uh, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley had another Raw Championship Raw uh, Raw title match. Yep. Uh, Charlotte Flair won by disqualification. Charlotte's like, I don't need this. Starts walking off. Rhea Ripley gets pissed off, takes the belt, hits her with the belt, and uh, Rhea Ripley gets disqualified. Beats the uh, ever living think- shit out of her. Yeah, beats beats up Charlotte Flair real good, just in time for Miss Money in the Bank, uh, Nikki Ash to come in, cash in, and get that title. Yep. Uh, so weird thing about Women's Money in the Bank. Are they we've only, are they doing them wrong? Like, I I, I think so. Like the only lo- extended run we've seen was Carmella, which was it started off so t- like horribly that I think oh, they with, had with James Ellsworth. <laughs> yeah, the, her run started off so horribly that I think they had to do an extended run to make, try and make you forget about it. It's so weird yeah. that even that, like to this day, they say that she's a two-time Miss Money in the Bank. It's like, uh, what? Oh, right, because that was that was like they they had a Money, money in the Bank match, then they are like, this doesn't count. We're going to have a... They had another Money in the Bank match on SmackDown, like the, the SmackDown afterwards. That's when they did it on Tuesdays, I think. Yeah. So like two days later, they had another Miss Money in the Bank uh, ladder match at, to which she actually won. Yeah, so other other people, so she obviously had a long run as Miss Money in the Bank. Bliss but then and Bailey. Bliss and Bailey cashed in right after. Nikki Cross cashed in the next day. Oscar uh, uh, Oscar won, but oh, and then the uh, next, and, and then the night after, Becky gave her just gave her the championship. So yeah, yeah, she's like, look in the briefcase. So uh, that's that. Like they have all, all of been them ha- one day or less, except for Carmella. Yeah. yeah, which is weird. I think they're doing it wrong. I, I just think it's it's kind of ridiculous. Like the the cashing in on the night of or the night after is always fun. But they they did it like so seldomly in the past because there was only one briefcase. Well now you have two, but and now they just choose to do it with the women's one because Yeah, and they've reasons? done they've done poorly They've done poorly with the men's money in the bank ladder or men, men Mr. Money in the Bank as well in recent years. Like Braun Strowman's cash in Otis. Uh, which Otis, which ended up being an all right storyline where Corbin like, mid, Yeah, Baron Corbin held it for a little bit of time, right? Yeah. Uh, before John Cena ruined it for him. But it was just like all the like the failed the failed cash ins or um Otis losing it to Miz. Yeah. Like they they just did a bunch of weird and then obviously like everyone as far as i know hated the fact that lesnar won yeah absolutely 
But but for it for what it's worth, like as much as I don't like seeing Brock Lesnar around, his Mr. Money in the Bank run was actually pretty entertaining. Remember he did the 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 jukebox thing? Yeah, the yeah, the jukebox thing. I I thought he called it something. Probably. Like a, had, like, there a Brock, was a shirt. like a like a Brock, Brock box or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember. Uh but that. Oh, Brock party. Oh yeah, it was a Brock party. Yeah, uh, yeah. they had T-shirts for it and everything. Yeah. That was like the most fun I think I've ever seen Brock Lesnar have on on. Uh, yeah, it, WWE it was like it was like, slightly fun to watch. Yeah, because he smiled. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, but that we got a little off track again. But that that closes out Monday Night Raw. Yeah. So now the obvious thing to talk about is NXT, which was fucking awesome at times. Damn it! Really. Yeah, so, I didn't even look at results, so like I'm, you're yeah. you're getting my live reaction of what yeah, happened so it's, on NXT. It's started out with a follow up from last week, which was, uh, you know, obviously Karrion Cross choked out Samoa Joe. Now Samoa Joe is fucking pissed. So it starts out, Joe hits the ring. Uh, or is that even how it started? Actually, that might not be how it started. Um, Whatever. The that's, first that's thing what I'm gonna... the first thing Bleacher has is the tag team match, but I think that is how it started. Because I watched that and the tag team match. Yeah, so there was a there was a backstage segment uh, where where it starts out with Samoa Joe and he's like, "I'm gonna call out Karrion Cross," uh, and Regal's like, "No, you can't do that. You know that's not your job." Regal's kind of pissed off. Samoa Joe's like, uh, "No, I'm gonna do this." He, you know, he. What, what's the word they keep on using? Oh, um, oh, oh, oh! Hold on antagonized provoked yeah yeah he provoked me and he's like that's not what i meant when i when i said that uh so now william regal is is pissed off at joe uh and then joe hits the ring and calls out carrying cross regal comes out to the ring he's still pissed off at joe and carrying cross is not there yet so they just kind of you know end that segment uh carry out to later samoa joe hits the ring again and he's like all right cross you had your time tick tock get out here uh, and then it, Karrion Cross shows up on the video screen and he's like, you like, th- this is my show. You play by my rules, blah, blah, blah. Kind of just continuing to, to, you know, draw it out. Uh, but this is, this is my show. You play by my rules. And then he, the camera points down and Karrion Cross had just taken out William Regal. Yeah. Yeah. So Karrion, our Samoa Joe runs outside and you know bear, like picks up william regal so next week or this week i guess we're definitely going to see samoa joe get the blessing of william regal to go after carrying cross and carrying cross versus samoa joe is going to happen on that nxt takeover it guaranteed it better if it at this point if it doesn't that would just be like probably one of the bigger disappointments of the year yeah so yeah i, I he's i think he's definitely cleared and he's Going to take down Karrion Cross. I I would even go as far as saying if that match happens, you could put me down as Samoa Joe for my prediction. Yeah, I would say same for me, just strictly due to the fact that like Cross has already been on the main roster this week once, so they're gonna yeah. they're gonna call him up. Yeah. So I uh, and uh, Samoa Joe even referenced Karrion Cross's little field trip to Raw as one of the things that he's not playing by the rules and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but yeah. The story that they're telling right now is has been pretty fucking awesome. Um, 
and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, the other stuff that I saw that like at least intrigued me was the um, the hit row and legato story that they're that they're starting now. Yeah, that seems pretty interesting. Going with like Swerve Scott versus Escobar probably for the uh, North American Championship at the next takeover. Yeah, I would say even like potentially like if this if this goes for a while, possibly War Games. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because except that Hit Rose three people and a, well three men and a, and a woman. So you think it's going to be a three on three thing, or do you think they're well, going to add someone else? They, it would probably be three teams like they did the first year. So like oh three yeah, teams that's a good of, point. Three teams of three. I just don't know. Uh, I don't know what the third team would be. Maybe Diamond Mine, but like I don't know Diamond why. Diamond Mine, yeah. I don't know why like they would get involved or like the way. I don't know why they. But that's only two guys, so. Uh, and the way seems like seems it could like be they're breaking probably up breaking up soon. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Austin Theory accepted a match against Kyle O'Reilly. Accepted a challenge that Kyle O'Reilly put down. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly comes out victorious there. Johnny Gargano and the rest of the way are pissed off at Austin, and then they're fighting amongst themselves about other stuff. You know, uh, Indy Hartwell wanting to kiss Dexter Loomis. She wants to bone. Yeah, and and that's what they said. It's, it's like uh, Johnny Gargano was like yelling at Austin for just taking any match, and Indy's like, "Why are you yelling at him? If he wants to fight Kyle O'Reilly, he can. If he wants to fight, if he wants to kiss Dexter, then he can." <laughs> 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 and I laughed, and it was like. Uh, What's Candace was like, you're just projecting now. And then, and you know, they bickered and Austin's like, Hey, why are you bickering? And no one was listening to him and he just walked off. So that seems like that's going to end really soon here. Yeah, that could be, that could, and probably will be a very good story of like Gargano and theories match, uh, eventual, eventual match. Uh, shout out to Odyssey Jones. Told you, dude. He beat Andre chase. He reminds me of a young, Mark Henry. I was to say, I'm looking at his picture right now. It looks like Mark Henry. Yeah, he looks he looks like, like the, a young Mark like Henry. The, the build of his like shoulders. Yeah. Um, it, the the beard. The oh, braids. And the beard. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like a young Mark Henry. I obviously kinda... didn't watch this match, but it sounds like it was horrible. So, I mean, at least Odyssey Jones won, but gonna need hopefully something a little bit better next time he next time he shows up. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm saw... pulling for you, Odyssey Jones. <laughs> We uh we saw a continuation of the the Butler storyline. Uh, Drake Maverick tries to help Cameron, and LA Knight's like, "No, don't help him." And then LA Knight like challenges Drake Maverick to a match, which Drake Maverick actually ended up winning by pinfall. Oh, holy um, shit! Yeah. Uh, did did you see any clips of the Raquel Gonzalez Zia Lee match? No, I assume it was horrible though. It wasn't great, but there was a scary part that. Actually, like it looks like Lee might be legitimate, might have been legitimately injured. Uh, like Raquel Gonzalez is up on the ropes and she, you know, does like a uh, twisted, like she twists in there and drops on top of. Oh, bad! It says bad bump off a of Vader bomb. Was it a Vader bomb? That's what the that's what yeah that's what this says. Yeah, I guess it was like a twisted Vader bomb though, because she I know she like spun her body around because uh, she hits her with her back and it land like on her ribs and then there was a couple minutes where. Uh, you know, the the medics were out taking care of Lee and Raquel Gonzalez was just in the the other corner just waiting because she thought she might have actually been injured as yeah. well. And, and then they were able to finish the match. Yeah, I mean, ho- uh, hopefully not. I mean, you never hope you never hope for that. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was kind of scary. It was a, it was a really ugly bump. Uh, and it, th- there was a long time of just waiting for uh, Zia Lee to get back up. 
Uh, but Gonzalez retained. It, so I think NXT is being pre-taped right now. I don't think we're like, or at yeah, least the next two. Yeah, they're still two, at the CWC, like not full capacity. Yeah. So, so I, I read something. Do you want to know what it is? A spoiler. Uh, yeah. All right. Is so it like I a read... championship changing hands? No. Yeah, I want to hear it then. Yeah. So uh, there's going to be on this week's NXT a moment where like Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai are in the ring, and they're like one of them's talking about. Oh, son of a bitch! They're 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 going to have a match, aren't they? Yeah, it's like one of them's talking about uh like how you know the reason Dakota or Raquel's been able to retain is because of because of their friendship and that friends should always have each other's back and then Dakota Kai like kicks her in the face or whatever and yeah now, I did that's definitely over I did see that a like a projected NXT takeover match card and I saw that it was Gonzalez versus Kai and I was like well that's kind of odd and now you saying that I was like oh that makes so much more sense and the fact that they yeah. they're most likely pre-taping right now yeah they are so yeah that's the, that's the spoiler for this week is Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez are breaking up this week. And that's all I have to say about NXT. Let's uh, Should we get into Fighter Fest Part 2? I'm down for that. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about, not really about the match, Chris Jericho versus Sean Spears. Decent match, whatever. Not great, not terrible. The stipulation in this match was it was, it was Sean Spears got to use a chair and Chris Jericho did not. Chris Jericho picks up the win. And after the match, and this is part of the the trials of Chris Jericho, or the the five labors of of yeah. Jericho. This was the first match of that. So I guess MJF is throwing up a bunch of matches against Chris Jericho, and he has to fight them for whatever reason. I don't remember why. Uh, it's to get a match with MJF. Oh, okay. Whatever. It's like it's like MJF won't give him a match until he unless he wins all of these matches. Yeah. Whatever. It's it's our it's all right storytelling I guess. It's just a, it's just another way to get another Jericho MJF match, which I'm like 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 I said like a month or two ago, like I'm done with this story after after um what's the, what was it called Blood and Guts? Like I was done with this. Yeah, the biggest thing that came out of of this match though was uh, MJF is standing at the top of the ramp after Chris Jericho wins. Yeah, introducing he, the second labor. He introduces the second labor, which is Nick fucking Gage. And fuck Nick Gage, man. Like, I hate deathmatch wrestling. It's the, yeah, but next week isn't going to be a deathmatch. It's going to be a no DQ match. Nick Gage already brought that stupid fucking pizza cutter. Yeah, he's going to have the pizza cutter with him. Yeah, and it's... For those who don't know who Nick Gage is, he's a bank robber. <laughs> Sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> so he's. I wouldn't, he's a, he's, I wouldn't label. I wouldn't label that as his uh, number one uh, occupation. But sure. Yeah. He's he's, he's a robbed drug a bank. Ad, he, yeah. He's a drug addict bank robber, dude. Uh, also, no, deathmatch wrestler. He's a deathmatch wrestler. He's he's got a like basically a cult following. Uh, his MD, MDK, which is uh, murder, death, kill, gang or whatever. So he he's a gang leader in like in kayfabe and. Wouldn't be surprised to find out that it was in real life too. Uh, he's he's there's a actually an episode of Dark Side of the Ring about Nick Gage, which is probably why he's on it on AEW right now. Have you watched that? Yeah, because that's crazy. 
Yeah, it's fucking insane. Yeah, so Nick Gage basically, he, like, in, in this deathmatch wrestling, you know, they just beat the shit out of each other. They fucking, like, cut each other with a fucking pizza cutter. Have you, like, the, the part where they talk about, uh, what's his with name? With Moxley? Dave Ar- Dave, David Arquette. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where David Arquette is still the WCW champion. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, because um, he was like, he agreed to do the match with Nick Gage, right? And then yeah, he just kind of told him to like kind of take it a little easier on him. And yeah. Nick Gage like was like "fuck you" and just started yeah. just cutting the shit out of him with this pizza cutter on his forehead. And Arquette started to go crazy, which probably would have like almost got, ended up getting him hurt even worse. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was it's it's stupid. They they do a bunch of like fluorescent light bulb matches and Nick Nick Gage almost died one time because he went through a a row of fluorescent light bulbs and it literally fucking it stabbed him in the side and he almost bled out. Yeah, he almost bled to death. And then in, there's like video recordings of of him saying like, "Oh, let me go go back and fight this match cuz I don't want people to think I'm a phony or whatever." But literally this guy's dying and he ended up being like taken away by a fucking helicopter to save his life. Yeah. And then you know, with all the fucking deathmatch wrestling, uh, he he got addicted to painkillers. He started doing heroin, lost all his money, and decided it was a good idea to rob a bank. Went to jail. Uh, I mean, that sounds pretty awesome to me. <laughs> yeah, good guy all around. Uh, got out of jail, was on parole, uh, then went back to jail because he violated his parole by like peeing heroin or something. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's why I went. <laughs> Yeah, he, he just peed, he peed straight heroin. It was insane. Yeah. So th- that's why when uh, when he he came out or his music played on t- Wednesday night, Jr. is like, "Isn't this guy in jail?" Like, because he's I guess it was recently in jail again. And oh, really? Yeah, he 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 violated parole and went back to jail. Oh, I thought so. he cleaned up like after like when they were he, he when, might he might be clean now. Maybe were, that was just I was saying like when they were filming that Dark Side episode. I'm pretty sure he had cleaned up. Yeah, maybe he's. Yeah, but I am not at all excited about a fucking. It's a no DQ match next week, and he's gonna bring that stupid pizza cutter. So it's just gonna be more like not great wrestling because Nick Gage isn't a good wrestler. He just fucking cuts people, and, and there's mostly gonna be himself. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm not excited at all. I think that Nick Gage is garbage, <laughs> and I'm not excited to watch this match because it's just gonna be a lot of blood. That's quite the take, man. Yeah, it's it's stupid shit, dude. I I I hate deathmatch wrestling. <laughs> hmm. Too is it like too fake for you? Well, it's just so it's just so stupid. Like the entire point of the match is to make the other person bleed. There's it's like to no kill after. them. Yeah, to kill them. <laughs> and, and there's no fucking like technical wrestling. It's like everything I like about wrestling isn't there. It's like you're not watching these people do like do the bumps and do the fucking like skilled wrestling. Instead, you're just fucking going at their forehead with a pizza cutter or something like that and i think it's stupid you know the only death match i ever liked was uh the cage match that spider-man was in in spider-man one <laughs> versus bonesaw I'll give you three minutes <laughs> three minutes of play time <laughs> savage back to yeah. i'm like scrolling through what else happened here because i don't have any notes like i said I don't remember that match. I don't remember the AEW Women's Championship match between Baker and Rose. Like, I don't remember anything special about it. There wasn't anything special, but apparently uh, Britt Baker actually uh, broke her wrist during that match. Oh, for real? 
Yeah, so I saw I saw a post about that. Is is she posted on Twitter that she went to some other, like a bo- a women's boxing match or something like that? She she took a picture with whoever won that night, whose name I don't remember, uh, and she was wearing a cast. And she's like, "But I'm not taking any days off." So yeah, apparently Britt Baker's uh, working working hurt right now, or she will be working hurt. She'll probably she probably won't wrestle again until All Out then. Yeah. Oh, Chavo, Chavo Guerrero. Oh, with Andrade, right? Yeah, yeah. So yes. we get Chavo Guerrero introduced as, I guess, kind of like in a managerial role for Andrade. Probably because Andrade's English is super not great. Yeah, he's he's doing a lot better he now is. with his English than he used to. He really is. Um, thank you, Charlotte. Uh, but <laughs> And Rick. <laughs> yeah. Rick Flair's English is pretty bad, let's be honest. The the car shield commercials, you can barely tell what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, it's it, it seems like he's had like three strokes <laughs> I know. at this point, dude. I know we shouldn't be <laughs> laughing, but like, it's true. Yeah, it's like I, I it's wish damn these true. I wish these were just jokes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Andrade calls out uh, Death Triangle, which just the the thoughts that I'm having of like the matches that they could have together or the the potential team up and uh doing like a um like a latino uh stable with them yeah i saw like a revival of lwo like if uh because he, he was trying to get ray phoenix and penta uh to to like go away from pack yeah he's and... trying to right now i don't think it's gonna happen like off the bat uh i think if they are gonna do it they'll probably wait a while yeah so so that's that's one thing i saw was like uh, people are saying that they could definitely do an LW, an, a revival of the LWO with Chavo Guerrero there. Uh, and then one of the other things I saw was calling for a revival of the LWO with Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, and some probably Lucha House Party kind of thing. Uh, so I've, I've seen the rumor on both sides, or at least the speculation on both yeah, sides. I highly it, doubt they would do it in WWE. Yeah, probably not. Uh, but yeah, so, so that would be cool, especially since Chavo is here now, if they brought in Ray Phoenix and Penta, but I'm trying to think of who else they have too. I mean, who else is there? I know there's like one or two other people in what in AW. Oh, um, they're like Hispanic. Oh, well, uh, inner circle fucking. Oh yeah. Proud and powerful. Sammy Guevara. Yeah. I was thinking Proud and Puerto Rican. Yeah. Um, well, they're still Latino, right? Yeah, I think they're doing like more like Mexican though, because mm-hmm. the LWO was like it was it was strictly like Mexican. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess like um, I guess like Hispanic or would not be the correct term because yeah. I think it's I think they're they're actually going for like an all Mexican stable. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else right now. Uh, okay. I don't really want to talk about the Cassidy and Blade match with the exception of uh, Orange Cassidy or and. Well, that might not even been this match. This might have been later in the night, or early. It was earlier in the night during the uh, yeah the Wheeler Yuta and um, Darby match. Yeah, the Darby the Allen, Orange Cassidy and Sting and, stare and down. Sting. Yeah, they kind of did that thing where they kick each other's legs and yeah. that, that upset. So that that could be a feud that we see, which could be a, a pretty fun feud, I guess. It would probably be a hilarious match to watch. Yeah, it would probably be pretty good. Hey, Walter Dylan says, "Shut up." Um, yeah, and then we'll just talk right through Walter's asinine barking. Uh, last match of the night was for the IWGP United States title. 
uh, which Lance Archer actually won. It was a Texas death match. Yeah. And this is kind of a, this is the exact match they had at um, Wrestle Kingdom last year, 2020. I forget what number they were on last year. I want to say like 13 or 14. When Moxley won the championship, Moxley had a, had a match last week against Carl Anderson. That's when I thought he was going to drop it. Then he drops it this week to Lance Archer. And I, I do I, I do still sincerely think it's because of him having a kid that like he he almost has to be locked down for some uh, dates in Japan if you hold that championship, which yeah. I just don't think he wants you would want to do with a new. Yeah, well, I, I think at the same time that uh, that Lance Archer could only have a one one week reign. Does he have a match next week? He has a match against a Bullet Club member. Uh, oh, um, Hikuleo? Hakuleo. Hakuleo? Yeah, it's a Haku's son, and like they're, it's like Tamatonga's cousin or nephew or something like that. They're they're all related. Yeah, so so there he's actually in NWJP. <laughs> New Japan, NJPW. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, so he's actually in New Japan. Uh, so it would be a wise decision to go and bring that title back to new japan yeah which is why i'm thinking lance archer might only have a one week uh title or yeah title reign i doubt it i think that i think that guy's pretty new like super new oh yeah i think it would just kind of be like a coming out party match for him okay yeah additionally yeah so he was in the crowd this week watching along and there was a little confrontation after the match Mm -hmm. uh but additionally uh jake the snake roberts just extended his contract in aew I mean, it doesn't surprise so, me. So it looks like we're going to see Jake the Snake with Lance Archer for a little longer. Yeah, I mean, I love the pairing. Yeah, I always it's have. a good pairing. Yeah, because he's not a good talker, but obviously he's that big man presence. So, And then before we get into SmackDown, I feel like it, it ties in more with AEW. Yeah, I think um, I know where you're going with this because I was about to segue I, into it. I think you don't. I, th- I think you're, you think I'm going to talk about two new signings. No. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so Impact. Yep, this is what I was talking about. All right, sweet. So, yeah, uh, at the end of Slammiversary, I guess Jay White came out and started challenging or, you know, talking to Kenny Omega. And it seems like Jay White is, is in Impact now. He's still with New Japan. I don't think he, I don't know if he signed to him. I think it's like the same thing with like Omega. Omega's AEW all the way, but he goes to Impact currently holds their championship so like yeah i think so it's, I, th- I think it's an impact new japan aew and like a nwa triple a like all those companies all roh roh they're all working together trying just trying to take down the man yeah so yeah exactly so it seems like jay white is gonna have a program with with kenny omega because kenny omega tried to like two sweet him and yeah. he didn't he didn't accept it so it seems like there's gonna be a program there and since Kenny did not drop the the title at at Slammiversary like we predicted. I think that Jay White's the next choice to to take the title off Kenny Omega. Uh yeah, I mean potentially. Um I was going to ask this at listener questions, but I feel like this is a better time to bring it up. Someone asked this on Twitter and just posted all four of these pictures. So it's like, what a week of wrestling we have been treated to. Which face-off has you most excited? And it's got pictures of these the the four or uh the four following matchup potential matchups: Lashley Goldberg, Cross and nope. Joe, Cena and Reigns, Jay White and Omega. 
Yeah, I mean, Cross and Joe has me the most excited. I think as far as the storylines go and all of that, like I think Cross and Joe and Cena Reigns will have the best storylines, and I think that Cross and Joe and then obviously Omega and Jay White will have the best matches. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then obviously Goldberg and Lashley is the bottom of the barrel for any sort of any like draw the the how good of a match they're gonna have how good of a story they're gonna have anything they're gonna be last yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah fuck Goldberg <laughs> I, I I guess technically probably second for draw just because Goldberg is more known than other people. Yeah. <laughs> these dogs keep barking at there's a there's someone across the street parking their car right now so it's pretty reasonable that does seem like a pretty reasonable reason to bark yeah so now that we're talking about the rumor mill is this the best time to talk about punk and punk and brian danielson i i really have nothing to say about it until until i see something like so so yeah the cm punk one did you text me about this this week it was Adam, and I said, stay tuned for a, uh, an episode on Sunday. All right, well, I'll let you go ahead and talk about what you want, but I'm going to say exactly what I said to Dewey. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, so right now there are big rumors that CM Punk is looking back, looking in, to getting back into the squared circle with the most likely landing point being AEW. We've seen these rumors before, and, and again, believe it when you see it kind of thing. Punk, I will uh, believe when I see. Brian, I... I'm sold I could on Brian. Get, I could get on board with, yeah. I've also read that that there are already conditions with the contract between Brian Danielson and AEW, where he's like he he wants to be able to work dates in Japan as well. You know, he wants limited time. It looks like there's actual details from a contract between them that that like there's enough evidence at that point uh, to say that Daniel Bryanson is definitely all elite. Yeah, I guess not all elite because he's also going to wrestle in japan but mostly elite yeah uh uh and then the on the cm punk line all out's going to be in chicago this year so it would be a great place to return my god so yeah it definitely would be a, a great time for cm punk to return uh cm punk said that he would listen if he if the money was right I, so if yeah they, it'll if, be right yeah uh additionally you know, I think he sent out a tweet at some point. Nice. Oh, no. Uh, it's a, oh, it's... Oh, no! <laughs> I think he sent out a tweet at one oh, point that said, man. like... I'm got beer all over myself. <laughs> Good thing you're not wearing a shirt. Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, he, he sent out a tweet at some point that said, uh, I'm listening, which in prior... Like, it was no context behind it, but in prior conversations, he said, I would be w- willing to listen. And then I just read that he has already digitally signed a contract. With them? With AEW? Yeah, which was the newest reports. When did that come out? Uh, I think I read it today or yesterday. Holy uh, shit. Know. These are this is happening very fast. Yeah. So it it, it seems like the the information is there to support Daniel Bri- or Brian Danielson and CM Punk being signed to all elite wrestling, which could be fun. Holy shit. But it just brings me back to what I said you know, a couple months or a couple episodes ago, uh, is AEW is very quickly falling into that same kind of trap that Impact, or I guess at the time, uh, what was Impact before it was Impact? TNA. TNA fell into, which is they they keep on 
doing big money signings and yeah but you know so it is kind of the same because the big money signings that they had back in the day were old yeah but then you at the first thing you want to think about is like well i mean it's daniel bryan and cm punk but they're old yeah. as fuck i mean but brian's brian's over 40 punk's in his mid 40s i want to say he's him and cena are the same age so yeah like I the thing that TNA did, I think all of those guys became uh, full timers, and they just like were not yeah, ready to like do Hulk, that. I think these, Booker, I think yeah. Like, well, Booker and Kurt Angle were fine, but I think when you have like Flair, Hogan, Savage, fucking like all those guys, Jeff Jarrett, like, I mean, I guess he was fine. Sting. Well, Jeff Jeff Jarrett like ran the fucking company. Yeah, he? he did. That's why I kind of tailed off of that one, but. I don't know when you you had so, like a bunch of older people that, as well as like it's it's also just the Hulk Hogan thing. Like these guys are not Hulk Hogan. They are not like I'm gonna steal the show away from anyone. I'm just gonna be me. Like Hogan Hogan had to be the guy or else he would complain. So yeah. I th- I think it's a little bit different. I do see both sides of the argument. Of obviously, like the way that I just said, and then the way you talked about, where they are, they they could potentially be falling into that trap. I just don't see it happening that way because yeah, it's TK not, also might have it, more money. <laughs> yeah, it also yeah, that and because it's not Hulk Hogan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, that's really all I have to talk about. That I think we should get into SmackDown and then the retro beer ratings. So yeah, unlike the last, I don't know, month, month and a half. Uh, we're recording on a Saturday, so we uh, we watched Friday Night SmackDown last night. So we can talk about it this week before we put the episode out. Another opening by John Cena. Yeah, but I feel like that's what we're going to see for a while now. Yeah, and kind of the same shit. Yeah, it was exactly the same, same shit. Yeah. Like, it was a little better this week because we, we also got uh, Paul Heyman in there. So I'll just talk about it. I'll just talk about this all together now because it seems like you don't remember a lot of uh, SmackDown last night. I got pretty drunk last night. Just yeah. <laughs> so so John Cena starts off the show. Paul Heyman co- comes out and he he says, uh, "Yeah, well, well, only he probably fa- started with ladies and gentlemen." Yeah, that that was exactly what he started that. Uh, yeah. See, I remember things. Yeah. Uh, he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, fiends that live in." Uh, in Cleveland, he he calls the people in Cleveland fiends. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so he basically goes to the to the point where he's like, like you'll you'll only face Roman Reigns if Roman Reigns says he's going to face you, kind of thing. Uh, pretty good promo. I'm not completely against, like not against. Against is the wrong word, but I'm not sold that the like I think that the SummerSlam match is going to happen for sure, but. Yeah, it's definitely going to happen. That that's that big money thing. But basically he uh he he was you know, it was the you'll only face Roman Reigns if and when Roman Reigns says he wants to face you. Yeah. Um and I'm and it seems like I'm going to go on a little bit of a segue away from this right now, but I'm not. Uh just just stay tuned. So after that we got Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn, which Finn Balor wins. There was a lot of commercial breaks on that. Great match for for Finn Balor. Great match for Sami Zayn. But Finn Balor is obviously the hot topic right now. Yeah, so uh, I feel like at, that you you wanted to say that so that you could come back to what happened in the end. 
Yeah, so what happened in the end was, you know, Roman Reigns finally does make it to the ring, and I think this was, this might have been the closing segment of the show. Yes, it was. Uh, Roman Reigns comes out, and he says, nope, I'm not going to face you, John Cena. And then Finn Balor's music plays again. He's got a big old bump on his face from his match with, uh, with Sami Zayn. And he says, well, if you're not going to face John Cena, you can face me. So it, like... And Roman Reigns accepted that challenge. Yeah, so how I how I see this shaking out is either Reigns beating Balor clean fairly quickly, like on an episode of SmackDown before SummerSlam, or Cena getting involved in the match and either doing yet another triple threat match, or possibly like that just like that just pissing Roman off and Roman just finally being like, All right, fine, I'll face you, and then you have Balor who didn't lose because that, that match ends in a DQ because of Cena, then you have yeah. Balor set up as like your fall uh, challenger to Reigns. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was thinking as well is like uh, a DQ finish with, with John Cena interfering and and costing Reigns the, the win but not the title and then a triple threat at SummerSlam. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll do the triple threat. But, you know, yeah, I've so, seen crazier uh, things. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll be interesting. I like Reigns could definitely beat Finn clean, but I I don't think that's the right move for Finn right now. I don't well, see I that happening. I do think that Finn will be like that two to three pay per view fall challenger, kind of like Kevin Owens was in the winter last year. Yeah. Then we actually moved over to a different location. So the the main the main SmackDown was was in Cleveland, but they uh, I guess they also had a couple matches at this hip hop festival in Miami. Well, yeah. So the before we get to that, I kind of wanted to talk about a few things because what they did to transition over was they had Biggie come out, right? Start talking about his win. Apollo interrupts. A bunch of other people interrupt. Uh, talking about Intercontinental Championship matches. Then they cut to um, the Street Profits versus Otis. It was just, it was just uh, Angelo Dawkins oh, yeah. An- versus Chad. Angelo versus Chad Gable, yeah. And they like had no follow-up with like the Big E stuff. Yeah, there was no follow-up at all, except that it, it introduced a bunch of new challengers it to the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Uh, that includes the Dirty Dogs. Um, uh, who else was out there? Owens? Kevin Owens was out there? I don't know. I'm no. Hold on, no, I'm not I'm not reading it. Uh, I'm reading it now. C- oh, Cesaro, which seems like the biggest one. Cesaro, uh, Nakamura, Dirty Dogs. Yeah. Uh and it ends with Cesaro swinging the Intercontinental Champion Apollo Crews around a couple times. Yeah. I forgot that we talked about it last week, the shortening names. They actually shortened Apollo Crews' name at one point. Yeah, to, to Apollo. just Apollo. Yeah. yeah. Now he's Apollo Crews again. Yep. Um, yeah. So it was it was really weird. It was like uh, Biggie, Cesaro, Nakamura were the only ones standing at the ends of the faces, and then they they cut directly to Miami Gardens where they had two matches, which we've already talked about: Angelo Dawkins and Chad Gable, which Angelo Dawkins wins, and then they had a rematch between Bianca Belair and Carmella, which Bianca Belair won and retained her title. Yeah, obviously. Uh, there was a pretty funny moment on SmackDown. 
where like Kevin Owens was like so Sh- Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox were backstage and they were working on the tank trying to get it fixed. Yes, I and, I uh, wanted to get into this because I didn't watch SmackDown the week before and I'm so intrigued by this character shift. But go on. Uh yeah, so Kevin Owens like says, "Oh, have you you know, they're trying to fix the blaster on the on the cannon thing that they Yeah. or the the tank that they drive around on." And he's like, oh, have you tried doing putting that thing where that thing is? And, uh, you know, they can't get it to work. And then Kevin Owens walks away and he starts talking to Baron Corbin. And Baron Corbin is, you know, wearing the same shirt as he wore the week before. He's dirty. He's sad. Looks looks really pathetic. And he's like, hey, man, I like I, I could just really use some help. Uh, you know, I've lost everything. Can can you help me out? And he's yeah, like, he's well, like you're, some you're cash. Yeah, he, he and he Kevin says like you you realize that the people the reason people are being mean to you is not not because they're bad people but it's because you've been a bad person. And he's like, "Yeah, I just really need some help." And he's like, "Hey, just be nicer to people." And he gives him like he gives him some cash. Uh and then after he gives him cash, Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart, I guess, figure out the the blaster on the tank, <laughs> and they, and they it, it it shoots and it hits Baron Corbin in the in the balls, <laughs> and and the dirty dogs come in and steal the cash that Kevin Owens just yeah. gave to him. <laughs> um, but it makes him look so sympathetic, and like, I never thought that they would turn Corbin face, and I think they are. Yeah, and it I absolutely think it's, seems I think like it's gonna work, and I think I'm really gonna like him. Yeah, it really seems like they're turning him face right now. Um, which I am all for. I think, I think it's kind of been a long time. It's either like you either think it's a long time coming or you would think that he's always going, you, you would have thought he's always going to be a heel, which I think at one point I did think he would always be a heel, but like recently I was like, man, they could, they could have something special here. Like with this, with a face turn with him. And it's just yeah. like a super sympathetic character. Like his hair, like he's growing his hair back out a little bit. His beard's all gray, like just not taking care of himself. It's so good. Yeah. So, so more to come on that. I actually think that they are turning him face. It looks like there might be a program with Kevin Owens and, and Baron Corbin versus the dirty dogs. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. It might be, might be what they're working for, for SummerSlam for Kevin Owens. Potentially. But the Dirty Dogs are, as we already talked about already in that Intercontinental Championship one. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Um, Other than that, Tony Storm made her debut. Oh, yeah. Yep. She obviously yeah, a- won. Yeah, she beat Zelina Vega. Yep, yep. Yep. Called that. Knew that was happening. Yeah. Uh, and then the other, the only other big thing that really happened. No, it's not even a big thing. We've already talked pretty much about everything. Yeah, With I the mean, exception. there was the Rollins and Edge confrontation, but like... Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was a good good bit of promo work, and it just, I mean, they're going to have a match at SummerSlam, so... Yeah, absolutely. That's that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, then that's all I got for SmackDown. Well, all right. Let's get into, then, our retro beer ratings. So we had Royal Rumble 1998. <clears throat> it was... I forget where it was from. It was the, it was in San Jose, California. San Jose, California. Yep, yep, yep. And it was in January of '98. Don't remember the exact date either. I'm doing great. Uh, January 18th. Yep. So my first note 
was we officially have the WWF Attitude Era logo. So they moved away from like the uh, the new generation logo. Yeah. Uh, and then my first notes are of signs. I, I looked at some signs. All right. What, what were your signs? All right. So I have five of them. Do you have signs? I got I got a couple. Yeah. All right. I'll start with I'll start with one. Let's just go back and forth and see if we have any repeating. Uh, my first right. one is Tyson killed Tupac. Oh, that's my first one. <laughs> Tyson killed Tupac. Okay. What was your next one? Uh, my next one was just an I'm hungover sign. I have that. Nice. <laughs> uh, I had a uh, Ted Turner is gay. Yeah, I got Ted Turner is gay as well. And that's all. I, that's actually all I had. Oh, <laughs> I had uh, Sunny six nine. Like Austin, oh, nice. Austin 316, but Sunny 69. And uh, Hey China, show me your schlong. <laughs> that one was oh, tough God. to see because it wasn't straight on. It was like at an angle, but like I noticed it. And I was like, oh, a China sign is probably funny. And I like, <laughs> I like, I had to stare for a while at it. And then I finally caught it. It was like, hey, China, show me your schlong. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't see that because like I think it was better that, 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 I, that you got the live reaction. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, but the first, yeah, the first match we had here, uh, Goldust versus, or the artist formerly known as Goldust versus Vader. This was a very nothing match. Uh, I feel like they talked, there's a lot of matches here where they talked more about Stone Cold Steve Austin and his presence for the Royal Rumble than the actual match that was going on. Yeah. Uh, so I got a beer and a quarter for this. I also did. Which- which is low considering I have three interferences from Luna. Yeah. Also, the um, the Vader ends up winning, right? DQ. Yeah. Or did uh, they? Or did no? Or did they just let her interfere? No. Yeah, they just let her interfere. Yeah. So the last interference, she just jumps on his back and he goes and hits the Vader bomb while she's on his back, and uh, she hit hard. <laughs> it, yeah. It did not look like it felt good. Yeah. Um. And then next, we had uh, the next match. I have five Jerry Lawler quotes for. As I you, have a couple as well, as you can probably imagine. We had a um, another mini match. Yeah, I think I, guess I think that's what that. they're calling them. Yeah, it, it was it was. I mean, a, it, what do you want to call it? a six little person match? I guess so. But I, I think yeah. I think they're calling. I, I'll, them, I'll tell I'll tell you what I wrote. Just because I didn't feel like looking at all their names, I just wrote short people and then what the beer rating was. Whoa. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll actually be a little respectful here because I did write down their names. We had Battalion, El Torito, and Tarantula versus Nova, Mosaic, and Max Mini. We had yeah. uh, Sonny as the special guest ref. I wrote, ra- and that, I wrote Raf. And then I also and wrote Sup. And that's where most of the quotes come from, is Sonny as the guest ref. You all right? You start with your first Jerry Lawler quote, and we'll just uh, just like signs, we'll just go back and forth. Uh, it's it's hard to read. All of mine are Max Mini ones. It says, "If Max Mini wins, he's gonna buy a new car," and then he follows up by, "Yeah, those Matchbox cars are pretty expensive." Oh, I did. I had. I remember hearing <laughs> that. I didn't write it down. Um, Max Mini would gr- would make a great refrigerator magnet. <laughs> I had. Uh, you know, so Sonny as a special guest referee, you know, kind of favored Max Mini, I guess, at some point. Yeah. And uh, there was something to the effect of, like, yeah, if they get together, that'd be a short relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Max Mini could walk under a closed door. Uh, yeah, and that's the, uh, the other one that I had. I remember laughing at at the time, but I seem to be pretty drunk by this point because I like I wrote that's going to be a short relationship, but then the next quote I wrote was "gotta have a kid," and there was something oh, funny. It was, uh, he should have a kid so he can have someone to look up to. Oh yep. yeah, <laughs> that was that was my yeah. last quote, or my, that was my the last one I had written down. I have two more. Yeah, yeah, it was it was that he he and uh, he and Sonny should have a kid so that. Like so that if he has a kid, the kid has someone to look up to. That no, being Sonny, Max. Mi- oh, so no, that Max, Max Mini, Mini has, some- has someone to look up yeah, to. Yeah, Max Mini has someone to look up yeah. to. Damn. By the way, I you know, obviously disavow all of these quotes. Um, <laughs> just feel like we should put that out there. These guys get a lot of exercise running those wheels in a hamster cage. <laughs> and lastly, Max Mini tried to commit suicide by jumping off a curb. <laughs> Jeez. And Jerry uh, Lawler is a horrible person. Jerry Lawler is a pretty bad person. Uh, but yeah, the people so, who are not horrible are the people participating in this match because... What'd you get for... Yeah. Well, as I say, because... I was going to wait until they were done barking so I could finish my fucking sentence. Yeah, another person parked their car, so... Oh, yeah. Hey! Shut up! Go back to Go back to sleep. Because the people, the, the the guys involved in these matches are incredible. I I enjoy watching them every time. They're so much fun to watch. Um, but Max Mini and the boys pick up the win, and I got another beer and a quarter for this. Okay, yeah, I got a beer and a quarter as well. Sweet. Um, so then the next match that we have was The Rock versus Ken Shamrock. Pretty good match. Pretty all right match. Um. Biggest part of this match was that Ken Shamrock actually picks up the win uh, and wins the Intercontinental Championship. And then, if you had watched earlier in the match, all the time, Rock all time heel move by the Rock. It was yes. perfection. So, yeah, the Rock used like hit Ken Shamrock with some brass knuckles while the ref wasn't looking. And after he hit him with the brass knuckles, he puts the the brass knuckles in Ken Shamrock's trunks. So then, after the match, after Ken Shamrock had won the title like ken shamrock pulls the knuckles out of his pants the referee sees that and he's like oh uh ken shamrock must use a weapon and reverses the decision and gives the title back to the rock yeah it was awesome yeah i got a beer and three quarters for this uh i got a beer and a half so looks like you win yeah um if you look at my if you look at my sheet i have one and a quarter crossed out one and a half crossed out and then finally one and three quarters so i I wonder what was going on in my brain at that point probably i don't know you probably thought it was over but then it wasn't yeah and then it wasn't again (laughs) yeah or maybe i for i didn't oh i think like specifically one of the things was i drank or I, i i missed the brass knuckle shot and then I noticed that they, they, they replayed it, and I was like, oh, wait, they, I have to drink for that. So I drank three more. Oh, nice. So, yeah. And, and the other one might, I don't, I don't remember. Whatever. Yeah, so I got one and three quarters. Yeah, okay. Um, we had a Race War Part 6 backstage. Yep. <laughs> when the Bariquas thought that they were going to make a move on Stone Cold. Uh, when it just so happened to be one of the bald guys in DOA, bad yeah. move, pretty pretty bad move on their part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then we had the New Age Outlaws 
versus the Legion of Doom for the WWF Tag Team Championships. Once again, I my I have a note. I guess this was uh, bat, like one of the during their backstage interview that LOD always does. I said Animal was saying doctors don't know what they're talking about, and then I wrote classic steroids. Yeah, I, I remember something about that. Uh, I remember, like, I, I don't remember specifically, but now that you bring it up, I I remember him saying, like, oh, doctors don't know what they're talking about. Um, I I have, for my beer rating on this one, I have LOD versus New Age Outlaws, question mark, don't know, was eating. Oh, uh, I got two beers. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, it was uh, it was a very generic match. LOD wins by DQ this time. Yeah, because uh, DOA interferes. New Age or did they? I thought so. Oh I, God. Well, so so I, I so first of all, I don't remember. Yeah, the I only don't reason I'm either. saying that is because I have DQ DOA. So I think DOA interfered, and which is what caused the disqualification. But I can't speak of that that confidently. I have no idea. I thought it was. I was just thinking like maybe like a chair shot. Whatever. Guess what? I'm never gonna do. Probably watch this match again. So yeah. Uh, then we had the 1998 Royal Rumble match. I have a lot of notes on this match. Uh, let's see. We'll start with um, imagine. Start with I mean, just basically imagine like going into this match. Imagine if we did predictions in '98 and like not picking Stone Cold Steve Austin to win this match. Yeah. Like how obvious of a prediction was that? Yeah. We had Cactus Jack come out number one, and did we get all three faces of Foley? Yeah, we got all three. Okay, that's what I thought. So yeah, we had Cactus Jack and uh, Chainsaw Charlie start the match, right? It was the the two of them, and then just a bunch of chair shots to start, which I remember being like, I think it was like the fifth or sixth person was entering, and I was already done with like beer number two, and then like halfway through the match, I like I dozed off and had to watch it uh, the next day. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me too. Is I have, it looks like I was trying to keep track of of how many beers there were, and I have a bunch of like tally marks, and then a tally mark that just looks like I was making a tally mark, and then fell asleep while I was doing it, and it just drags down the page. <laughs> so I, I had to uh, I had to watch it again or watch it from like halfway through the match. Yeah, I just I, the one thing I do like about Peacock is like they have like the resume button. Oh yeah. my god, you know what I just realized we didn't even talk about. What's that? Fucking Peacock on Sunday. They fucked us up somehow. Yeah. The men's money in the bank ladder match. Like Peacock was just like freaking out for 30 minutes. I kind of remember that. I was really mad because I thought it was the internet connection at the Airbnb we were at, but it wasn't. It was Pe- it was all Peacock's that. fault. I thought that was during Hell in a Cell. No, that was that was the Sunday. For some reason, I don't remember that at all. Hey, well, um, we didn't talk about it, so I'm gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. Come out and say it right now. Fuck you, Peacock. You suck. Yeah, I miss. I miss the WWE Network. I miss certain things about it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember. I remember it for Hell in a Cell. Is like I couldn't watch it on my TV, and I had to fucking like watch it on my phone, and then eventually it started working itself out. Right. But but maybe it happened during the Men's Money in the Bank match as well. Yeah. Uh, anyways, back on track. Um, 1998 Royal Rumble. Yeah, there was, and then there was also like uh, I think the Rock entered fourth. They had a spot where they hit him with a trash can eleven straight times. So 
like I was saying, like I got like halfway through this match and I was already at like three and a half, maybe four beers. I couldn't remember. But the only other thing that was kind of weird is uh, the one, the one re- I drank for one return, which was the honky tonk man. That's that's the one one return I drank for as well. Okay. Also, I when I listened back to last week's episode, I realized we said five drinks. Uh, the official rules that I have on my phone say three, so I think we okay. just do three drinks. Okay. Cool. Um, but yeah, not sounds, a huge deal. Sounds good. Um, so I'm I'm gonna bring it up now because I forgot to talk about it during the te- Texas Death Match this that uh, we had this week. We drink for two counts. Why don't we drink for? Nine counts for a count out. Because fuck that. I think we should. Or like four counts for five counts. Oh, five counts on the ring? Like yeah. for submissions? I thought about that too. I it happens too it. often. Like there has to be points where like you're not drinking. I don't want to constant. I, we do this to get drunk. I don't do this to die. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Uh, then we'll just move on. And we will talk about this match like we talk like we were supposed to. <laughs> okay then. Uh like like we kind of already alluded to, Stone Cold Steve Austin wins the nineteen ninety eight Royal Rumble. Uh him and The Rock, I think, were the last two. Uh kind of no surprise yeah. there. This is now the number two all time match. I got eight point seven five beers. So yeah. just behind Stadium Stampede. Yeah, and then it, uh, so the final four ended up being Dude Love, Farouk, The Rock, and Stone Cold. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good final four. Um, yeah, especially because we had seen uh, all the other faces of Mick Foley already. Yeah, it was like that was that was a kind of cool little piece. Um, but yeah, this made me think like with only one return and no debuts, the modern Royal Rumble has to crush nine beers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, um, the, like I feel like it, one of the best ones I've seen in a while. I think was the 2019 Men's Rumble. That probably gets a ton of beers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, that's all I have to say. Uh, so the last, the last thing that to talk about would be Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Yep, casket match. Uh, I have no notes on this. Well, I wrote. I remember writing this down because I, I do know this match for it being like the reason that Michaels leaves for a long time because right I forgot it was like near the beginning of the match, but when Taker throws him outside of the ring and he hits his back on the casket, that's when he breaks his back and is like super fucked up and it's like the reason Michaels leaves wrestling for four years. Huh. But yeah, and then I wrote no notes, I blacked. Yeah, so I watched <laughs> this I watched this just tonight. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a pretty good match. I guess that one spot. So he left wrestling for four years after, like right at the beginning of DX. And that's why I don't remember DX in the nineties. I remember it in the two thousands. Yeah. Um, he leaves after WrestleMania 14. Okay. Cause obviously he won this match. Yeah. So he wins this match. So bi- biggest stuff that happened in this match is there was kind of a couple of weird back and forth things where, uh, undertaker, Undertaker puts Shawn Michaels in the casket and then like shuts the door, but Shawn Michaels' foot was like outside of the casket mm. and his entire body had to be in. And you know he gets out, and then Shawn Michaels puts 
Undertaker in the casket, and then Undertaker pulls Shawn Michaels into the casket, and they were like inside for like 15, 20 seconds, and the commentators were just talking about, I wonder what's going on in there. Well, I think we both know what was going on in there. Uh, he's like, yeah, he's dragging him back down to hell. Uh, and eventually Shawn Michaels gets out. You know, they, they fight a little more, both of them outside of the casket. Kane's music plays. You think it's going to be that same alliance between Kane and Undertaker. But then Kane hits Undertaker, puts him in the casket. Shawn Michaels is outside of the ring, shuts the door. And then uh, Shawn Michaels retains the WWF championship. Yep. Uh, then, you know, they're rolling the casket away. Kane grabs an axe and, and starts fucking hacking at the, at the casket with the axe with the Undertaker, quote unquote, still inside the casket. Uh, then like trap, just breaks trap door. Yeah. He breaks through the, the top of the casket, uh, just ends up throwing the axe in there. And then he pours gasoline on top of the casket, lights the casket on fire, and the rest is history. And the rest is history. Um, so that's, that's a lot of stuff that happened for you to not have any comments. I mean, I sort of remember what happened, but there's not too, there's not many comments to be had when, like, you were blacked out when you watched the match. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I and if I don't write it down when I'm in my state of blacking out, like, I'm not going to write it down. And I'm not going to remember that much of it. Yeah. So all in all, how many beers did that match get? Uh, you said somehow like I did get this three point two five. Three point two five. That was the thing that surprised me was that I got that, but I didn't get any notes. I did want to go back real quick. I forgot. I had a I had a Jim Ross quote during the Rumble. Uh, Phineas Godwin is living proof of what happens when first cousins marry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, hold on. Uh, I'm going to add these up. So, 9, 12, 14, 15, 16, 17. Oh, damn, number two. 18.25. Number two overall. Yep. Just like we expected. Yeah, I mean, the Royal Rumble match, it's eight, eight and three quarters of a beer. It's, it's insanity. That just proves that once we get to this year's Rumble, we're going to fucking die. Yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, so then you said like 18 and a quarter? Yep. Yeah, 18 and a quarter overall. That closes out our retro beer ratings for this week. Let's see, next week we're doing uh, uh, No Way Out of Texas in your house? I think that's what it is. Yeah. It's whatever was next. (laughs) I don't have them memorized. Kane is the the poster boy for this, for this, uh, this in your house trying to think of why that would be i don't think he had a match until he faced taker at mania so i don't know um well let's get into let's get into listener questions i've already asked one of them uh oh kane has a match with vader well then spoilers yeah seriously dude what the fuck i don't like knowing that stuff i like to learn on the fly uh anyways i didn't tell you who won i have a pretty good idea who wins that i mean i I would figure it out by the time it came on anyways. Uh, but anyways, all right, listener questions. I've only got two now since I've already asked you one. Uh, should AJ Styles be looked at in the same light as Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels as the best performers of their era? I think so. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's complicated because, like, he, he performed in New Japan for so long. Like, because that- a lot of people say, like, 
you've got one A, one B in no particular order with Michaels and Flair. Like, does a, is AJ Styles one C, or is he, he two? I, I don't know. I think I think he's better than Ric Flair, but of the era, as far as like, like athletically speaking, sure, possibly, yeah. I I think where where AJ Styles suffers, and this is not me saying that he's bad at at promos, but I think it's it, the mic if, work. Yeah, his his mic work isn't as good as either Shawn Michaels or Ric Flair. Ooh, USA so, USA just got gold and silver. Nice in one event. Let's go. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I would say that that the only thing keeping him from that is his mic work. Yeah, I would say I would say it's exactly like one A one B in no particular order with Flair Michaels and that Styles potentially is two as far as a performer slash like in-ring talent yeah as far as that goes but all all, all around i like because of his mic work i would put him at at two mm-hmm. all right next question oh this is a good one joe i've been waiting for this one to come up on the list in a while uh if you could wipe your brain of one musical artist movie or tv show and experience it again for the first time who or what would you choose uh, I've thought about this before. Star Wars all the way. I would love to see that plot twist in episode five. Whoa, spoilers, dude. I didn't say anything. And now... Yeah, I would, like, because like, that, that was probably ruined for me when I was a kid. It also has, it has like, made my decision of, like, when I have kids, of I'm not going to show them Star Wars until they're, like, eight or nine, until they can truly understand how how epic a certain... Uh, plot twist is yeah but then you can't ever say like no i am your father uh they might know what yeah. it's from that's true uh or they won't know what it's from at all i mean maybe if i just whitewash them not whitewash that's the wrong word but if i like just completely <laughs> waterboard them yeah if i waterboard <laughs> no if i just like completely uh completely keep star wars out of their brain entirely like what about like cartoons and stuff though no Fuck them. Wow. Fuck them kids. <laughs> fuck, fuck them kids. <laughs> um, no, that's that's a decision I've made. It's like, it's like I'm not going to show them Star Wars till later in life so that, that, so that when they truly can understand the plot twist, they get really excited about it. Yeah. At, epi- at episode five tw- plot twist. What about you? <sighs> it was your question. You got to have thought of something. You have to have thought of something. I know. I, I tried thinking of like TV show. Because like I get I get a lot more into TV shows than I do into like music. Uh, there's no there's not really any musical artists that I wish I could experience for the first time ever again. Um, especially because like a lot of stuff that I listen to nowadays sounds so similar to each other. Uh, yeah, you just wish you could experience Big Booty Mix by Two Friends again for, for the first time. time? <laughs> That's honestly probably true. Uh, so yeah, that'd probably be my music one. TV, I honestly have no idea. I honestly, it would probably have to be for me, just because of like going through it chronologically and then watching the the ending of the story with Avengers Endgame in the movie theaters. Yeah. Because when you go back and watch that movie now, when I go back and watch that movie now, knowing everything that happens, it kind of is not as in my opinion it's not as good as infinity war and the the feeling though that i had in the movie theaters as it was happening 
was pure elation, especially when Cap wielded uh, Mjolnir. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let, let's let's bring it around one more time. Go away from the original question. If there was one wrestling match, ooh, wrestling match that you could watch again for the first time with no prior knowledge, what would it be? Ooh, oh boy, um, man. See, the thing that I'm thinking of off the top is like something that I wasn't super hyped for, but like greatly exceeded expectations. There's one that came immediately to mind, but I feel like there's so many better answers. Um, I'll just say what immediately came to mind and try and think of something better. Uh, but this is strictly on the like had no hype behind it and greatly exceeded expectations and was an insanely good match. Oh, no, I just thought of my real actual answer, but I'll say what I was going to say. Uh, do you remember that pre-show SummerSlam match between the Usos and the New Day? Like 2017, it was like a pre-show tag team title match. And I was like, yeah. oh, what the fuck is this doing on the pre-show? And then it, yeah. it went for like 25 minutes and was insanely good. Yeah, I think I remember that. Uh, yeah, I would go with that. But then um, I don't know why it took me this long to think of it. But just like uh, Omega Okada 4. Oh, yeah. Well... I don't think four was as good as like some of their previous matches. No, it, I, I mean think, it, was, it was the best two uh, the, out of three falls match. It went an hour and a half long. It was insane. Yeah, so I I think the only reason that was that good was because of the storytelling from the the first three. Like I I think that that there was a match in their first three matches that were better. Right. But because of the storytelling involved, it, it makes so four yeah. That's what I'm that, saying. That like good. I would want to experience the fourth one again because of the knowing this previous storytelling that was already put in place being able to watch that again okay yeah i mean i guess the other thing would be one but i didn't watch one live yeah uh the thing that that like i think is a an easy cop-out would be like you know something like undertaker versus mankind hell in a cell yeah but like i'm i'm thinking of stuff that i watched live yeah okay because when i when we go back and watch stuff like that's already happened. I kind of already know usually who's going to win. Well, that, that that and that's where the question goes is like you have no knowledge of it, you know? Yeah, I just, you know. Yeah. Um I still think I I still think that Hell in a Cell match would be pretty good to watch. Take live. Taker and Mankind. Taker and Mankind. Yeah. No no previous knowledge. Oh, I'm excited to get to that soon. Yeah. That's going to be lots of drinks. Yes. Yes, it will. Um, but other than that, like the edge return would be awesome. Edge return at rumble. Yeah. Yeah. That would be very good. Like, I, I mean, you remember how excited we were when we saw that? Like I, uh, jumped up and screamed like a little girl. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, that's, that's really all we got for listener questions and anything else. Um, do you want to close this out? Yeah. Uh, so next week, like we said, we're going to have, uh, more retro beer ratings for In Your House, No Way Out of Texas, or is it? I think it's No Way Out of Texas, In Your House. In Your House. Yeah, they, yeah, it is. They started putting the In Your House on the end of the pay-per-views. We don't have any predictions or beer ratings for anything coming up, so we're probably trying to find some guests, possibly do another Drunk Dudes draft. Hopefully I can keep my winning streak alive. 
Uh, but as always, like we say every week, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT Russell Pod. You can follow me on Untapped at Dylan Free, Joe at Joe Kalinowski. Uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe, whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And we have been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe, and we will catch you on down the road. I was thinking.